Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm ready. So are you ready? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you ready? Can you uh... record now? Check, 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 check. Yeah, I'm ready. Right, what are we saying? Uh, 20? 4220? Yeah, all right. I literally haven't got. I'm oh, not ready. Hang on. Oh, I was I was just doing something really important. Okay, do you want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear. It. <laughs> I, have, I have soundboard turned off. What is it doing? No, turn it back on. Turn it back on, quick. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep spamming it until Let you hear it. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Fuck, yeah, cock pop. I can't hear the cock pop. You know? Yeah, I can now. About to cock pop. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um. Oh, I'm up. Just gonna come in. She's been sick everywhere. <sighs> hmm. What did you say? Jen's been sick. Been sick everywhere. Okay. You're going to have to come in. I've been sick everywhere. Oh my god. Oh, I god. need help. <laughs> what's What's up with her? Is she. She dying? What's happening? <laughs> She's been sick everywhere. You've been pranked. Who are you fucking videoing? Who are you sending this to? Why are you pranking me? Do you know we're actually doing goat pranks tonight? Is that true? Do you know that? Do you actually know that? Yeah. How do you know that? Because Sarah's a fucking cunt. Hello, people of the internet. Hello. Welcome to Goats, the show where each week I get two contestants, Vinny and Seb, to kiss various farm animals on the mouth blindfolded and guess which is goat. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> That's us. That's what we do every week. If you like this show, make sure you check out our Instagram, at the Goats Pod, to see the photographic evidence of all the kissing. And... <laughs> Check out our Patreon to give us some money to pay off the lawyers for all the bestiality that these boys have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> they call us the bestiality boys. <laughs> oh my god, that would be... If you were running a farming podcast, calling yourselves the bestiality boys would be the fucking best name ever. Okay. <laughs> right, farming copyright, podcast. trademark, you can't take it. Right. Anyway, with all that out of the way, <laughs> it's time mm-hmm. to chat and hear funny anecdotes about what everyone's been up to this week. What have you been up to this week? 
Like, I've just been <laughs> fucking pranking one of my longest standing friends with the help of his loving girlfriend. Get wrecked! That was a great prank. It was a good prank, wasn't it? No. That's it. That's the entire week. No, it wasn't. Well, you can't. Are you not? Are you not going to explain it? Because are you going to like fucking prank me again by like posting the video on Instagram or something? Is that the whole? Well, no. The video is obviously going on Instagram. I can explain the prank. I thought I'd probably I put thought, it in yeah. as the the cold open or something. All oh, right. All oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll work it out. But um, it was a pretty good razzin. For those of you who don't know, Michael's biggest fear in the world is sick. So I got his loving girlfriend Jenny to text him just as we started recording to say she'd been sick all over the floor and sofa. Michael came in, livid, bricking it. Turns out there's no sick, and it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> pranked. Get pranked. You just got pranked, bro. Pussy. What? <laughs> yeah. What, what the fuck was that noise? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, what have you been up to this week? I don't even know what I've been doing this week, to be honest. Play fuck fucking football all, manager. We've been doing fuck all. We're just caught in the loop. Yeah. The endless cycle of time continues. Mm-hmm. To be fair, mm-hmm. I've been off this week, mm-hmm. so... Have you? Bad. Yeah. You should have come up. I can't, mate. I've got a whole family. You didn't tell me. Why, well, do I need to tell you all my affairs? Yeah. No, you, no, I don't. You might be CEO of this company, but I'm managing director, son. <laughs> Assistant to the managing director. <laughs> don't you fucking dare, right? That's a real title. <laughs> 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 oh, God. oh dear well i think enough of this nonsense should we just get straight into this motherfucker i reckon so Aight. okay so welcome ladies and gentlemen to the prank files the podcast where we unravel the world's most legendary pranks and dive into the mischievous minds behind them i'm your host and fellow lover of pranks mork and today we're going to embark on an extraordinary journey Pranks have been an integral part of human culture for centuries, providing laughter, surprise, and sometimes even a touch of chaos. From the humble pie in the face to elaborate hoaxes that captivate entire nations, pranks have always had the power to entertain, bewilder, and sometimes leave us in utter disbelief. Prank shot! I actually didn't write that intro. I got ChatGPT to do it for me. Boom, pranks. <laughs> That's so funny because I actually almost just got ChatGPT to write my entire script today. I was th- I was this close to just just copy and pasting exactly, and then I was like, no, I, I got to actually write it. We can't we can't just become three men reading what ChatGPT says to itself. That's why I pranked you by doing a ChatGPT intro. Boom, is that pranked. a prank? I don't think it is. It's just laziness. <laughs> yeah, it's just laziness. No, because I'm not passing it off as my own work. I'm pranking you. Boom, pranked. That's, that's not funny, though. And that, well, I haven't finished yet. And that's how pranks go. You reel them in, then boom, you're pranked. You're a fucking idiot. We do it every single week on this show with our fake picks and pretending that we have actually picked Gandalf as the greatest world leader of all time. So, let's see if these <laughs> boys can leader. deliver the goat prank. Who wants to go first? Me. I want to go first, please. <laughs> okay, then. Sometime around 2005, a young boy was asked to go to another young boy's house as their parents were friends through work. 
This gave the young lad an idea. He pretended to have autism, with his first words being, quote, I like space, <laughs> to the other kid. Before you knew it, they were the best of friends, or at least that's what the quote-unquote autistic boy wanted the other boy to believe. The young lad had also met others around his age through his mother's connections, and one of these boys was a little goblin hippie child. They bonded over the fact that neither of them had TV until they were 13. (laughs) (laughs) That's when the quote-unquote autistic child had an even better idea. He was to involve his little frog buddy on his ploy. He knew his quote-unquote friend attended cadets, so he got the frog boy, (laughs) frog frog child, to join up as well (laughs) with the sole intention of becoming friends with the other kid. Anyway, to make a long story short, I was the quote-unquote autistic child. Sebek was the frog-spawn boy. And our entire friendship with you, Mork, has been a prank! Prank! Pranked! Mate, you just got pranked. (laughs) I've been done twice in the night. (laughs) Also, speaking of being done, right... Every night since you, I've known you, I've covered your penis in PVA glue. So you've never actually, your penis has never touched the inside of a woman. So you're technically a virgin. <laughs> I'm more impressed by the fact that you managed to do that, not the prank itself. Like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think of that prank? I think that's a great prank. I think that's probably good, the greatest mate. prank ever. Pretty good. Oh, and I was fooled. What, shall I just go? Like, is this... <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, right. Can someone bring Josh no, in? Autism. Someone get Josh. Jo- yeah. we've, Josh and Amy, they're, they're you. They've become you. We've actually been doing this show and releasing on a different feed. And it's Josh. So we do, we do it with you as like a practice. And then we do it with Josh and Amy the next day. And then it's much better. <laughs> <laughs> For audio listeners, Mork's left. <laughs> He's left the building. Hey, it was a prank. He never left. There he is. There he is. Pranked you. He pranked us. <laughs> That's like that. Have you ever seen that video of Rio Ferdinand storming off a talk show and then trying to make out like it was a prank? Yeah. <laughs> it's no. so embarrassing. He basically. Big Nasty, I think it is, makes a joke about, what is it? It's like him losing the Champions League final or something. Right. And then he storms off and then he tries to come back on and pretend the whole thing was just a prank. <laughs> That's funny. But it obviously wasn't <laughs> a prank. Very much obviously. Prank. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I'm not actually leaving. Yeah, you can't leave something that you weren't ever invited to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when I fucking hang myself tonight, you're going to feel so bad. <laughs> Feel horny first. <laughs> Do I have to restart the timer? Because I ain't. No, I don't restart it. Nah, I don't. Don't restart it. All right. That's about 50% of any script. Fucking hell. It's only on two minutes. <laughs> no, but seriously, the year is 1924. Renowned English adventurer Frederick Mitchell Hedges. By the way, remember that, that was an actual like job back in the days, like Victorian era. It was oh, being no. an adventurer. How sick is that? 
Well, yeah, because like you had to adventure shit in it because like you had to like because people just wanted to know was, like, about what was shit happening in the Amazonian rainforest because yeah. they like had no fucking clue and they would you would just run off go exactly. lie about seeing you know Jupacabra or something come back and sell loads of books exactly plunder some village and then just come home and be like oh god that little kid put up a hell of a fight for this I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know they fucking eat people over there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Renowned English adventurer Frederick Mitchell Hedges was leading an expedition in what is now known as modern-day Belize. You won't believe what happened next. Fuck off. <laughs> he brought his daughter, Anna, with him on this trip. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Oh, God. Whilst they were exploring the Mayan ruin of Lubantan, Anna found a shiny-looking object underneath the rubble of a broken altar. She dug the artifact out to reveal that it was a skull, but not just any old regular skull. It was completely made of crystal. Is this Indiana Jones? He might get a little shout-out at the end. Later... In Mitchell Hedges' book, Danger, My Ally, he claimed the crystal skull dated back, quote, at least 3,600 years and took, quote, 150 years to rub down with sand from a block of pure rock crystal. Not sure exactly how he knew that, but hey-ho. What we do know is he decided to name it, and I put this in all caps, The Skull of Doom. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the skull of doom. doom. <laughs> What's that even mean? Doom how? Also, why is I don't it? Know. What, where's the doom coming from? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I literally have like, no what, idea. It's a catchy name. What I does guess. the skull do? It brings doom. <laughs> well, no, other than that, obviously. But yeah, the skull of doom. They've got it. They've taken it back to England, where it has become a marvel and a wonder to the people. Although this wasn't the only crystal skull to be found in Central America at the time, it did become the most famous out of all of them. There had been other skulls popping up all over Europe at the time, with an earlier one even being sold to the British Museum in 1897. And although it was difficult to properly verify the validity of these crystal skulls, with ancient Mexican society still being quite a mystery to experts at the time, the skulls were intriguing enough for museums and collectors to take them at least somewhat seriously. But what did help with their validity is that through excavations done in Mexico City, a tower of skulls was found beneath the city. The structure was found to contain more than 600 real human skulls. Grim. It was well known that the Central American societies just had a massive obsession with skulls, like not even just the Aztecs, but like the Mayans as well. So the idea that these cultures did produce these crystal skulls wasn't really that out of the question. It seemed quite believable. Well, people began speculating that these skulls had mystical properties and could even heal physical and mental wounds, although that might need fact checking. These skulls stayed a mystery, probable fakes to the more pessimistic and potential realities for those who are more fun at parties. But when an anonymous source posted a supposed Aztec crystal skull to the Smithsonian as a donation in 1992, it was passed on to Jane McLaren Walsh, who decided to try and get to the bottom 
of what these things actually are. She began sleuthing, and through looking at the skull through an electron microscope, she came to this the shocking realization and conclusion that they were all fake all along. Oh. <laughs> Who'd have guessed it? Oh my god! <laughs> Gonsexual! They're Gobbit. eating him! <laughs> then they're gonna eat me! Crystal, kiss, crystal skull, crystal skull prank gone sexual. Well, she discovered that crystal, the crystal skull prank in the hood. <laughs> I just remember watching this video. It's really come back to me about this guy, and he was just like, it was called like heads or tails. Um, what do they call it? They called it something experiment. Social experiment. Social experiment. It was like heads or tails social experiment. And I remember him he stood, stood in front of this. I'm sure she wasn't underage, but very underage-looking girl, being like, heads, nothing, <laughs> tails, you give me a blowjob. And then she's just like, okay. And then he just flips. Like, okay. This is trash. This is absolute nonsense. Those pranks weren't even pranks. I know. They weren't pranks. They were all fucking bollocks. They weren't, they were all lies, yeah. for, for starters. They were all fakes. Yeah, they were all like stooges, and it's like, robbery prank in the hood gone wrong it's like guy just goes up to him like yo just grabs his hat or whatever it's like what the what fuck do you is mean this? heads or tails social experiment gone sexual wasn't real <laughs> and all, it also what it was just like shouting the n-word in the hood <laughs> yeah. prank and it's like oh that's not God. a prank that's just being an asshole that's racist <laughs> yeah like what the fuck <laughs> what who's the prank on what yeah. is happening who's getting pranked <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my days uh, right Vinny carrying about the crystal skulls that ain't real we just found out the crystal skulls aren't real and that Jane McLaren Welsh had discovered that uh, the crystal skull in her possession and more than likely every other crystal skull had been made using modern day techniques which obviously wouldn't have been available to Central Americans circa 15th century other tests revealed that the quartz in the crystal came from Brazil or Madagascar as well, Madahuha? which isn't mm. even Central America, so they, they fucked it. A few of the skulls are found to like been made in Germany. Yeah, right. I was going to say, there's just like a little <laughs> stick on the bottom that says, like, made in China. <laughs> made in, just like, what made the in Deutschland or something. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> like a little hospice care sticker that says, like, 199. They're like, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> all in all... People pretending crystal skulls existed was a great prank <laughs> that somehow lasted over a century. But then the prank continued oh. as the fourth Indiana Jones film released in 2008 was all about crystal skulls. I, read, I, read this, I wrote this bit all in caps, so I have to shout it. Nice. But okay. this time the prank was on Indiana Jones lovers as they thought it'd be a good movie, but it was actually pretty <laughs> shit. <laughs> Get fucking pranked. <laughs> and time. <laughs> Did I and go time. over? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, for God's sake. If you don't pick mine, I'm storming off the show. <laughs> this whole episode has been one prank, one massive prank on our audience. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were in for a good episode. You thought you were listening to goats. Prank, bro. <laughs> It was so hard trying to find a prank. The, I, I looked at all these pranks, and there was, like, the prank where the BBC showed that, like, spaghetti grew on trees as, like, a little joke. And I was like... Yeah. And all of these things are, like, 
they're kind of funny. But could I talk about them for 15 minutes about them being the greatest prank of all time? That's the thing. I kept coming across stuff and just being like, huh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's nothing, it's not that interesting. Like, there's not really much to go off. Nah, Vinny, that was, um, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't your shit. <laughs> you have to lie. <laughs> no, I do think it's uh, interesting that like, they, you know, for some reason, what they wanted, like fame and notoriety, so they faked these crystal skulls for like Britain for like fucking ages until eventually they just were like, huh, I wonder if this is actually bollocks, and just researched it and was like, oh yeah, it is bollocks. Yeah, I'm shocked it took so long for That's people what I mean. to I'm surprised definitively like, say these the are definitely bollocks, but yeah. like people still today think they're real and that's just funny <laughs> like it's very very definitively they were never made in central america let alone by like ancient civilizations yeah yeah like it's, it's always a- people being like did you know as well the frequencies and you're like what does yeah, that like, mean whoa 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 <laughs> yeah what? do you actually know what that means yeah. like aliens it was definitely like indiana jones probably got a fucking bang on <laughs> aliens and also yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure that is what the fucking aliens prank <laughs> of Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones movie. Prank. That's the that might be the goat prank. So yeah, just to clarify, is your prank the Crystal Skulls, as in the existence of the Crystal Skulls, or is it the film Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull being shit? Pick one. I think it's just Crystal Skulls in general. Okay. Okay, just the genre mm. of Crystal Skulls. Yeah, <laughs> the genre of Crystal Skull <gasps> isn't. Oh my god. Fucking Mark Corrigan, he gets involved with that chick about yeah, crystal skulls. He does. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know what? You're going from about here. You're creeping. You're come. It, your pick's coming up. Cause I fucking love that crystal skull episode. Right. Anyway, should we go into the middle bit? Yes. I've got a prank quiz. Number one. Just a little bit more. In 2014, which YouTube channel uploaded the video "Hood Prank Gone Wrong"? My friend got shot. With 238 views, what was the channel name? Go. <laughs> 238 views. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're not one of 238 tongue. people worldwide, we won't get it. Ah, <laughs> was just like, the guy who made it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got us. But, but pranked. <laughs> no. Oh, God. I thought we could um do a little discussion about pranks in our lives. A little bit like, uh, I've just got done editing, I mean, edit bot. Ultimate 5001 has just got done editing the GOAT, uh, what is it? The Emu Wars one. What was that again? Choke. Bottle slash choke. Bottle, yeah. And in there, you did a great middle bit, Seb, about stories where we bottled it. Unfortunately, my bit wasn't very good. Mm. But today, I'm going to redeem myself because we're going to do prank stories. And I want to talk about parenting pranks. That's right. Because I... I fucking love pranking my son, right? But I get him... I, I I see videos on Reddit where, like, guys, like, will prank their kids. They'll, like, buy them an ice cream and as the kid takes a lick, they just, like, slap it in their face and I'm just like, yo. Well, that's, that's just That's fucked abuse. up. Yeah. yeah, that's just mean. But I get him. I literally... Easy, I fucking get him every single morning with this easy prank, right? I bring his breakfast in on a little tray, but I've got made a coffee as well. So I put that on the tray and every single morning I say to him... Oh, Leo, here's your toast or fruit and fiber, whatever. I'm like, and a coffee. And he's like, oh, dad, I don't drink coffee. And I'm like, got him. <laughs> Every single morning he falls for it. Every single morning he falls for it. And it's just like, those kind of pranks on your kids are fucking great. But when I was a kid. Oh, shit. 
here we go again. My mum pranked me once. As soon as you said that, something in the back of my brain is like, I remember something. Yeah, because this prank impacted me quite a lot because it then spawned probably about two years worth of mine and Vinny's friendship. And you can plot mine and Vinny's friendship in like timelines. You've got like the Pokemon years, the FIFA years, the RuneScape years. And these two years were the jump scare years. And they were some of the most traumatic years of my life. <laughs> my mum once, I would think I was about nine years old, right? She fucking pranked me good with one of these classics. Yeah. She's like, oh, come here, look, like, look at this video. I was like, oh, all right. And it was like a little like interactive video and you click on it. And it was like a play button. And it was like, jingle bells, jingle. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, right, what is this? Just, like, I'll just let it play. I was like, okay. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. And then it stopped. And then it like flipped around backwards. And it was like, now play it backwards to hear a secret message. I was like, yo, okay. So I clicked it. And it was like fucking well quiet. I was like, really? And my mum's like, oh, you need to listen, like proper listen. Like, get bare close to the screen. So I go, literally, I'm I, I'm not joking. It's like touching my face. It's actually touching my face. I'm nine years old. It's actually touching. And my, she must be sat behind me fucking creasing. I'm totally unaware. So I trust the suit of my mum, you know what I mean? And then halfway through it, playing backwards, I'm like listening. Like, where's the thing? An insane jump scare, like blasts out of the fucking speakers. Because I cranked that shit to 11 because it was so quiet. And obviously it's like on the video, it's really quiet. Just, I'm not joking, the roller, the roller thing. I just literally went, (laughs) I went so far, (laughs) creased backwards. And I was like, just crying. I was inconsolable. Like I couldn't even look at my mum. And it was one of the only times my father ever hugged me. He was the one who comforted oh me. God. I know. That's how. That's but that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Right? It was so bad. And then for two years, Vinny would just every every fucking weekend he'd be like, "Mort, watch this video." I'm like, "I ain't the watching on nobody." He's like, "I swear yeah, down, I swear down." Plays maze game. You know, it's really cool. He's don't, like, don't "Yo, this little the car, the little car coming down." Like, "Yo, yo, yo, fuck that!" Yeah. <laughs> it was horrendous. But my dad actually, around the same sort of time, my dad actually got me with a. He, he redeemed himself with the with the affection and got me with a great prank. We were actually having quite a fun day. We were like we were like joking around. My mum was out all day, and we were like having a laugh. And I was jumping on the sofa. Mum comes home, and I'm buzzing. So I'm like, oh, mum, I've had a great day with dad. All, all, all this. She's like, oh, sweet. My dad goes from behind the sofa and just goes. Ah! <laughs> I fall off the sofa, hit the fucking oak table, split my face open. Right in this bone that connects oh, your eye and temple. That's and I've got a big scar to prove that it. That explains the scar. Had it been an inch left or right, I'd have either been blind or dead. <laughs> Great prank, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're the pranks I like. <laughs> well, they were sad. Every bit of that was sad. No, I cheered you up at the beginning by saying, oh, parenting pranks to me, you know, should be really wholesome. Like, oh, I got your coffee. Oh, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, that made it worse. Because it was like, oh, look at this really cute prank I do on my son where I pretend I've made him a big cup of coffee. And then also this one time my mum traumatised me and my dad cracked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was just a prank. <laughs> just a prank, just bro. Just a prank, bro. <laughs> I've got a funny one that happened to me once when I was um, okay in France with my family on holiday and I was on the PC and I would have been like 10 years old at the time and 
and um, my sister and her boyfriend at the time were there. And while I was on the PC, just like fucking chilling, playing fucking, I don't know, solitaire or fucking around on MS Paint, my sister's boyfriend came in and he was like, oh, Vinny, I've got to tell you about this like cool place back in Exeter, um, this cool little club that I reckon you'd be like well into. And I was like, yeah, I've never been to a club. I'm 10 years old. This sounds great. I, you know, the idea of going to a club sounds fantastic. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me just write it down your, your, your hand so you don't, you don't forget. And then, like, he wrote uh, Pen 15 on my hand. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. And I was like, I can't wait to tell my friends about this. And then, like, 20 minutes comes by. <laughs> I'm just, like, chilling on the PC again. He just, like, comes in. He's just, like, laughing, like... <laughs> You got penis on your on your wrist, mate. And it, it, it literally took me like a week before I I got the joke. <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, so so it's not a club then. <laughs> oh my god, that is your. I just imagine you so. I can just imagine your naivety of being that age when you're just like, so you're you're not serious like you just you <laughs> yeah, couldn't I get it could you do not realize that pen 15 just meant penis <laughs> well that brings me on to one of two pranks i was going to talk about i don't know if we've talked about this prank on the show before but obviously prank number one that was done to me was at um the first time we really properly hung out and bonded as a threesome Creamfields, where you wrote the word cunt on my back <laughs> yeah, in sun cream no cvnt5 actually yeah Charts to cunts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Seb, you, you fucked yourself because we're we're doing paint on each other. The whole story is we were doing rave paint on each other, and like I had like some classics like Milf Hunter and Bring Back Fingering. You know, Bring Back Fingering's my uh, catchphrase. Where did it go? I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I just I brought it back. You know what I mean? It's back. <laughs> Thanks, Mark, for bringing back fingering. And then, like we do that, we do some swells on Vinny's face, or whatever. Like Seb's last, and he's like, boys. Whatever you do, just don't write cunt on my back. We're like, okay, no problem. <laughs> like, you set You're yourself up, dude, to point. fail. You literally basically mm. said, please do it. That's true. So you've only got yourself to blame, but it did get sunburned into your back, and I've got the photographic evidence. Yeah. <laughs> I might post that on the Instagram phenomenal. after this episode comes up. Yeah, do that. We'll do the video of you getting the shit scared out of you by the sick, and the cunt banter, and then we need one of Vinny. I don't know if we've ever really razzed Vinny, but... Just um, find, go into a park, find a random 10-year-old boy, right, uh, penis on his hand, then just take a picture of it, and then, like, just be like, oh, yo, that was me. Feel yeah. myself screaming in his face, and then be like, you got bright, bro? <laughs> 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 He's just, like, crying. His, his dad's come over to beat me up. I'm just like, no, it's just a prank, bro! <laughs> anyway, um, my other greatest prank I've ever seen, Michael, this is probably one... I don't know if you've ever pulled this prank, but I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. In Cadets, mm. absolute classic. The Impossible Sit-Up. Yeah. Absolute What's classic that? prank. I've done it a million really, I don't times. know if you know The Impossible Sit-Up, but so basically good. what you do, you get a guy, they're probably one of the, you know, the younger lads who's turned up. One of the shit munchers. And a couple of the older dudes will go, oh, do you want to do this challenge called The Impossible Sit-Up? And then one of the older guys, who's like a plant, he'll be like, I'll go first. It's well hard. And he'll get down to do a sit-up and then they'll put a towel over his head so his head can't get off the ground. And they'll be like, right, go as hard as you can, like you're trying to do a sit-up, right? And then we'll release the towel. And because your core muscles are all burnt out, you won't be able to do a sit-up. And it's all funny. And and then they do some really good acting. So they, they do the towel, they take it off, and this massive hench, like, 
older lads like, oh, I can't do it. Fucking hell, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I can see. It. I see where this is going. <laughs> and then they get another lad down, one of the new and they get the shit right, down. Get down, towel over the eyes so he can't see. Then another lad straddles him, drops his trousers, arsehole first, spreads his cheeks. Good see. <laughs> do a sit up. Do a sit up. He's tensing as hard as he can. Release the towel. Face first into the arsehole, mate. Boom. Got him. Classic. (laughs) And now he's gay. (laughs) At this point, they spent another 20 minutes talking about a range of pranks that varied from underwhelming to against the law. For legal reasons, and for your own sanity, we're going to skip forward. (laughs) That was some brilliant prankage, bros. Anyway, after a few of those appropriate stories and very inappropriate stories that you'll never ever li- hear, listeners, it's time to hear what Sebas picked. Will he beat Crystal Skulls? Let's find out. <laughs> I mean, I fucking hope so. <laughs> that will be the goat choke. This is like a fucking open goal. Uh, right now, I'm Torres running at an open goal. <laughs> Crystal Skulls wasn't normally that. misses. Crystal Skulls wasn't that bad of a pick. I just. Nah. Didn't really talk about it for long. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Michael, are you ready with the timer? Yeah. Obviously, everybody loves a prank. But the trouble is, they're not that good in the retelling. At least they're not like 15 minutes worth mm. of content. And obviously, my first thought was, how can I bend right. the rules? That's, that's where I immediately go with it. Could I find something that historically hasn't been traditionally thought of as a prank, but from a different perspective could be an absolute Rasingtons. Now, on the back of that, I started writing this whole bit. I literally, I put fucking ages into this, this whole bit about a guy a couple thousand years ago in the Middle East who razzed his mates by turning to water into wine and then everything got out of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the more I wrote it, <laughs> the more I felt just like a massive neckbeard being like, oh, what's your imaginary friend over there? Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. felt such a prick right. and I was like, I'm not doing that. You felt like walk. <laughs> yes. And then I was going to do the Trojan horse. Oh, yeah. Which is obviously oh, yeah. a stunning prank. That is quite a good prank, actually. <laughs> is it? That's not... what I thought Vinny had done. Uh, yeah, I, I always did it. I almost did it, but then I was like, it's not a prank. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not... Why isn't it a prank? It's well, not it is a prank. prank. <laughs> right, let me explain the prank. So the Greeks have spent 30 years trying to get into the city of Troy, and then they pretend to go home, and they leave this big wooden horse for the people of Troy, and the Troy people are like, oh, let's grab this big horse, win a winner chicken dinner. And then at night, some Greek lads jump out and just stab everyone. And I thought, that's a fucking great prank, isn't it? Bit of stabby, stabby good times. Yeah, but also it didn't happen. Also didn't happen. Also not 15 minutes worth of content. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even happen. What? It's like a fault. It's a true story that never it's, happened, really. It's from, um, is it the Iliad? I think it's the Odyssey. It's the Odyssey. It's not in the Iliad, but it is it's, in the Odyssey. It's just in like it's just like a, it's an epic. It's part of like an epic poem, basically. Like Holy a story. shit! So it's actually fake. It's not historically accurate. Because like the three hundred Spartans, that's historically that's a real thing that happened. But like the Trojan horse didn't happen. Well, even that might. The trouble is, is, is that with ancient Greece, there's a lot of people whose work is considered gospel were at the time more like narrators but in a more like they made it interesting so a lot of it was like based on semi-fact or like the narrative Mm. might have some 
reality to it, but it's probably been yeah. misshapen to be sure, a more yeah. captivating story. Yeah, or to make or to make that king or whatever look better, kind of thing. Exactly, and yeah. also it's been written and rewritten so many times and translated and retranslated that it's very difficult to work out. Anyway, we're not doing that. So I started looking for like a large scale prank, a prank that pranked a lot of people, and then I remembered a film that came out when I was about 10 or 11. And I remember my dad being like, you you have to watch this. He just moved in with his new partner and he was like, we've got it on DVD. You're going to come over, you're going to watch it. It's going to be the funniest thing you've ever seen. The film I'm talking about, it is amazing. Okay. In fact, it's more than amazing. Wow. He's nice. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm doing the 2006 mockumentary Borat. Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Now, I want to start by saying I don't think there are many, if any, prank slash hidden camera slash unscripted style movies that have had the cultural impact that Borat has. None. When Borat came out, it was a fucking phenomenon. Yeah. It was huge. For anyone... Who's Been Under a Rock, Borat features Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat Sadiev. Sagadiev. Sagadiev, a fictional reporter who works for the Kazakhstani Ministry of Information. Now, according to the very loose plot, Borat is sent with <laughs> his producer, Azmat, and his pet chicken to the United States to make a documentary about American culture. Now, in reality... This movie is just a series of unscripted interactions between Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat and ordinary American citizens. I've been back and watched it recently, (laughs) and I think it's safe to say that every single one of the individual pranks and interactions in that is funnier, more clever, and more poignant than any It's Just a Prank Bro you've ever seen. Like, it's so clever. And like any good prank, the movie is not made by Borat, but it's made by the reactions, both positive and negative. For instance, probably the biggest prank of the whole film is just people meeting Borat and their reactions to his character. That's a prank in itself. There's a really famous opening sequence when Borat's just landed in the US and the song Everybody's Talking by Harry Nilsson starts to play. And it's just Borat trying to just introduce himself on the street. He just goes to, like, shake people. Hello, hands. my name is Borat. And people are fucking <laughs> running. People are yeah. running across the street to avoid him. One guy threatens to punch him in the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he tries to shake his hand. If you touch me, I'm going to pop you in the fucking balls. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> and then he just goes, balls? It's fucking... <laughs> and obviously... Well, that is a prank, and it's very funny. It does have this deeper undertone, which is that, like, why are Americans so scared of this bloke with a funny accent? Of other cultures, Isn't yeah. it because it's like pants are down in that scene? Is that why people are angry? No, no. He's he is trying to kiss him. You know, he's only trying to give him a kiss. He's like, you know how Borat, like, introduces oh. himself and, like, kisses him, and then he, like, shakes his hand, like, kisses him on the cheek, and as he goes in for the kiss, the guy just goes, if you try to kiss me, I'm going to pop you in the fucking balls. And he's like... <laughs> Okay. But one guy just runs when he tries to just shake his hand. Oh, yeah, the other guy just 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 starts running. The boy is just chasing him along the street. Maybe he chased him across the road. And he's like, I've seen Borat at least 50 times. As he's chasing him, it's mad. Yeah. 
And like, obviously that does have like, that has like a deeper meaning to it. Like it's funny, but you're also like, fucking hell. That's a bit wild, isn't it? Like they can't even just shake the hand of this guy or maybe get kissed on the cheek by this foreign bloke. They're that scared. Yeah. Is this just because they're New Yorkers and they don't want to touch anyone? Yeah. That's just I mean, how New maybe. Yorkers are. There are some positive interactions as well. For instance, when Borat meets those black guys in a car park playing dice on the street. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> and they just think Borat is so funny. Like he yeah, calls yeah, one yeah. of them fat and says he looks like fat Michael Jackson or something. Yeah. And they just think it's the funniest <laughs> they thing. They just laugh at him. Yeah, and yeah. They, they absolutely love him and they start teaching him how to like talk street slang. Yeah. And like. And they're like, what to, music like, do you like? They're like, yeah, he's like, I like, uh, you know, Koki Bojek. Do you ever heard of Koki Bing bong, bing bong, bing. Bing 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 bing. Bing yeah. bing 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 and says to the receptionist, quote, oh my God, that it's... him and his producer are a pair of pimps with no hose. <laughs> yeah. And they just immediately get kicked out. Another highlight is when Borat attends a sudden dinner party and proceeds to insult <laughs> every guest there before coming in with a bag of his own shit. <laughs> and then inviting in a guest who he then reveals to be a sex worker who he's met on the street. Um, and obviously he gets kicked out again. Yeah, yeah. But by far and away, the best bit and the standout moment for me is the infamous rodeo scene. Mm. During this, Borat is invited to sing the national anthem at a rodeo. And before singing, Borat goes off on a nationalistic rant about how he wishes the American army all the best mm. and hopes that one day George W. Bush can drink the blood of every man, woman, and child in Iraq yeah. <laughs> and destroy the remnants of their civilization so that not even a lizard will live in their deserts anymore. <laughs> not even cheering. a single lizard will live in their desert. Everyone's just like, yeah! And they, yeah, they're all going fucking wild. They're loving it. They're cheering, they're whooping. And yeah. then he proceeds to sing his own rendition of the American national anthem, which he describes as the Kazakh national anthem, which is just the Star Spangled Banner with lyrics saying that all other countries other than Kazakhstan are run by little girls and yeah. it's the best exporter of potassium in all of Central Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kazakhstan is the greatest country in the world. All other countries are run by little girls. Kazakhstan is number one exporter of potassium. All other countries have inferior potassium. <laughs> Kazakhstan <laughs> is the great. <laughs> Mate, it's so I love it so much. Again, it's super funny. They're all jeering. They're all super offended. Mm. Getting, but the deeper point of that scene, although it's super funny, is that 
They're more offended by him singing Kazakhstan is the best and has the best potassium in the world mm, than mm. they are about him saying they want George W. Bush to drink the blood of every man, woman and child in Iraq. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the deeper bit. Like that's what makes the pranks in it so fucking funny is that mm. like it is on the face of it outrageous and silly. And then you're like, Jesus, man, like really yes. you're offended by that? Yeah, some are. Yeah, some are just crazy, but then the best ones are the ones where it's like there's a lot of deep thought about it. Yeah. But it's exposing like the insecurities and yeah, the social commentary of like American society at the time is fucking genius. He's a very clever man. I have to say as well, and I'm not like there's a lot wrong with Britain, but I like to think in most places if someone sung God Save the Queen but replaced it with Kazakhstan is the best and we have the best potassium, people would find that funny. There'd be a petition the next day with 100,000 signatures to get it changed. Yeah. Although I guess it is the equivalent, though, of going to like an EDL rally and singing that. Maybe that yeah. wouldn't end so well. Well, that's the thing. Um, mm. British culture is kind of the opposite of American culture in the sense that British people typically don't like being British unless you are like a patriot and then you're kind of seen as a racist if you, yeah. <laughs> by most yeah. people it's the thing whereas in america it's the opposite yeah, yeah. around like being patriots like patriotic is like seen as mm. in most places is like a good thing and that yeah they're very proud to be american like whereas we all hate ourselves basically i think we're all very yes. cynical yeah. and pessimistic so we all we're all very much like yeah britain's britain's gray shit like terrible weather yeah fucking mm-hmm. concrete cities like we hate it mm. now obviously All of that is fantastic. But I think that the real impact and the telling point of any prank is the legacy. Now, as a result, just a result of this one film, Sasha Baron Cohen faced seven separate lawsuits, received a Golden Globe nomination, and broke Pamela Anderson's marriage to Kid Rock. What? (laughs) That's right. On top of being sued into oblivion by people featured in Borat, and receiving an award for the movie, he actually broke up Pam and Kid Rock because Kid Rock called Pamela Anderson nothing but a whore, that's his words, not mine, after she agreed to star in the film as Borat's long-term love interest. And at the film's climax, obviously, he chases her through a car park with a marriage sack. Now, she was Mm. in on that and thought it was really funny. But Kid Rock was so emasculated by the idea of Borat fancying his wife that he divorced her. (laughs) And basically, everyone thought it was a bit of a rumour. And then she went on Howard Stern and Howard brought it up. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it directly contributed, but it was a big part of why we got divorced. Mm. Which is outrageous, really. I feel like if that's the reason they got divorced, then even if it didn't happen, they were going to get divorced very soon. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Also, how how insecure do you have to be if your wife can't be in a film as Borat's loving Borat? (laughs) Yeah, fuck it out. That's so weird. But on top of that, despite initially condemning the film. The country of Kazakhstan has since embraced their fame through Borat, mm-hmm. with visa applications going up tenfold after the film's release. Wow. And the Kazakh foreign minister saying he was actually grateful for the movie coming out because it pushed so many tourists to the country. And in oh. fact, a lot of members of the Kazakh media and politicians initially reacted harshly on the film because they thought it was yeah, mocking I thought them. They did, yeah. But a lot of them hadn't seen it. And when they actually saw it, 
they realized it was super funny and it wasn't mocking mm. Kazakhstan at all. And in fact, what I think is so good about Borat is that as much as on the face of it, you could initially assume that the butt of the joke is Kazakhstan. It's actually not at all. The whole joke of the whole film is that everyone thinks that Borat and by extension Kazakhstan are sort of backward, unintelligent mm. hillbillies. Mm. But actually it's America that's super backward yes. and unjust and yeah. a capitalist nightmare yeah. who can't bring in foreigners and you can't understand why anyone would do anything differently. But he's actually super open to new experiences. Yeah, That's the whole yeah. point of the, yeah. the film. So, look, I'm just going to say it like this. If you can find me another prank that shines a light on social political issues, has received a golden globe, has broken a celebrity marriage, has boosted an economy, and has so many people saying, he's nice, as Bob, <laughs> call it the goat. But I don't think there's one. I think, as a collection, it's just all of the pranks. It's just one massive prank, and it's like the biggest, best prank ever. And it's wild. Yeah. And that's why I think Borat is the greatest parent. Or specifically, let me do the full title, Borat Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan is the greatest prank of all time. Can I, Can I? because you've been mentioning Borat and obviously it has a lot of social commentary on America. Um, could I mention um, the not as loved, but in some ways almost as funny Bruno that came out a few <laughs> years afterwards? Where Bruno's there's, wild. Do you remember that scene where... Right, there's the scene where he gets that uh, like woman, I think it's something to do with fashion, some fashion woman to come into like this house and like do this sort of interview with her. Yes. And they lit. He's li- like literally like. By the way, the, the furniture hasn't arrived yet, so uh, these are like the gardeners, and it's like some like random like Hispanic people, and they're just like mm. sitting on the floor, and it's like yeah, yeah, just sit on them, it's fine. And she just has this like, like little human bench. Yeah, she just has this chat with with Bruno, just sitting on a human being. Yeah, yeah <laughs> goes along with that. But then there's also the other scene about with um when B- Bruno's doing this thing with like fashion, but for babies, and it's like audacious fashion because he gets like one of them to dress up as Jesus and one of them to dress up as fucking Hitler, and like <laughs> the the parents of these babies are like like they're so okay with it. Like he, there's, yeah, yeah he, they're like not offended. They're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah get, get, I want my son to but be. But like, he's gonna be on, he's yeah. gonna be on TV, right? You know, you know, he's gonna be on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. I think Bruno almost has even better social commentary because yeah, it's about so. how like fickle, stupid, and like pretentious and ridiculous like fashion and pursuing fame is. Yeah, yeah. For I'd sure. say Bruno probably has a better social commentary, but I think Borat overall is a more complete and enjoyable experience. It's more quotable. Mm. I think that's the big reason. Yeah, it's yeah. like. What's yeah. quotable from Bruno's Bruno other than it, that's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. When yeah. he goes fantastic. to that fucking swingers party and there's that woman with a huge pierced boobs. Yeah, yeah, that's like what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's spanking him and he just goes, oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, well, Seb, you really plucked that heartstring there because Borat is, oh, I hate to list my top favorite films, but it's up there. For me, it's up there with Step Brothers, Ricky O now. Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's one of my favourite films of list. all Jesus time. <laughs> yeah, Borat is amazing. Um, it's so good. It's so good. It was one of those things. I actually have a mankini at home. I've got several. They were one of those presents that one year just everyone got you one. Secret Santa, yeah. Mm. Everyone's fucking stuck in, yeah. Do you know what like I vividly remember one. was first ever Friends Christmas at you and um, mm. Tom's place. 
I'd shaved my pubes with nothing but a blunt razor and some hand soap. And I got the worst razor rash and everyone kept buying me mankinis and I couldn't get my mankini on because everyone would see my thunderous razor rash. And you gave me some special antiseptic shaving stuff that I was putting on my balls and it really saved me. Did I? Yeah. That's funny because I used to shave my balls to the skin with just a razor, no nothing. Just a razor? Why? Bit of water because I'm fucking hardcore. Man. I know. Just, Sorry, they meant just like a razor blade. Like you took the razor blade out and you just. Oh my I was god! Like, Why no. the fuck would you do that? <laughs> no, just like no cream, no foam, nothing. But that Christmas we got Chad to wear a mankini, which was pretty funny. We did. Do you know what though? I do think that that pube shaving, I think, has permanently done something. Like I can't even trim my pubes without it becoming like itchy. Mm. And oh, I think yeah. I just did something. You mentioned something about that, like. Y- like episode like six or something i remember you saying like oh i, I can't take even like half a centimeter off my pubes without it being an mate, you don't need to maybe you don't need to maybe mate. just it's have all just sensitive skin or something yeah. down there or let's all just grow our armpit hair and just like you know be like meninists you know what i mean well let's wrap it up then it's time to go to the judge and i think this one's an easy pick Crystal skulls. We all know what's coming. We've got two great picks, actually. Like, fair play. Let's give the other one the credit. Like, it's a good pick. You've got one which kind of pranked people for, like, 100 years or whatever, and everyone was like, whoa. And then the movie came out, and everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the got movie. pranked with that Crystal one. Crystal skulls the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And then, incidentally, we got another movie, on the other hand, which, although everyone kind of knew it was a prank, everyone knows it's a prank, you know, no one... Well, after the film came out, obviously. Yeah, I feel like the people in it didn't know it was a prank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people in the film didn't know it was a prank, but, like, the audience of the film weren't being pranked. No, no. Obviously, and then, like, it's provided one of the greatest comedy films. The gold fucking standard of that hidden camera comedy pretending to be a character format movie. Like, that is the goat of those movies. Mm. So, obviously, yeah, goat prank's gonna be fucking Crystal Skulls. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Get pranked! Well, like, Crystal Skulls did prank people for, like, a hundred years. Yeah, fair play. Borat pranked, like, no one for, like, no time at all. There prank! It is. Prank! <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> ah! I'm just gonna keep this going. <laughs> Imagine if I was just like that. <laughs> that would have been a good. As break. soon as you started wrapping up, I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah, and I before did you too. even said, I knew you were gonna be like, oh, Crystal Skulls, obviously. But I knew that because that's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. My prank skills are not very good, are they? Just it's just fucking. Is your coffee, mate? I don't drink coffee. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a leaf out of my mum and dad's book, I reckon. There were some good pranks. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, obviously, the goat prank. I did, can't believe I didn't think about it. That's said, a great pick. This has, been, this has been your best pick for a long time. No joke. A long Borat. time. A long time. <laughs> Borat is a great shout. I fucking love a Borat. A long time. It was never going to be anything other than Borat. You said it like I'd really save myself, like... We've been really were... thinking about getting someone else in, but <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> prank. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. Borat is so good. I love that's, Borat. That's so your much. second win ever. Going second now. How do you feel? I feel fucking randy, mate. That was great. Fantastic. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No swearing on ICV. Yeah. Hey, well, let's wind that back. Let me say that. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. Um, you just tie me in again. 
So yeah, Seb, that was your second time ever on the show, winning after going second. How do you feel? I've got a fucking boner just thinking about. Uh, sorry, it came out again. Let's just read. <laughs> let's read. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no, just, he's pranking yeah, us. He's bidding. Don't do it. Really, don't do it. He's pranking us. He's pranking us. Geez, Seb. <laughs> this is the second time you've won on this show going second. How do you feel? Do you know what? It's so actually genuinely emotional that I feel like my um my eyes are watering. Oh, actually, maybe that's just my pre-cum. <laughs> is that a joke? And that is when pranks go too far. I should have left it at two. With that, next week, we got something else. Can't remember. What are we doing? A few moments later. So, next week, I have remembered what we're doing. We have a guest. She scored a hat trick. It's Amy again. But this time, we're not talking about cocks or, like, greatest sex toys in the world being fists. <laughs> no, we are going to be discussing the greatest ever comedian which is ricky gervais so don't bother listening anyway tune in for that it's gonna be great another guest collaboration and we've got more guest collaborations in the pipeline we're working hard on them we hope they're gonna come off but be excited because they're really good Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. well so fucking see you next week i want to put something in your pipeline love you bye love you bye love you bye A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.